three-dimensional world which you inhabit can be bent to your will only when you enter the fifth dimension. Welcome back, Lockie. Here we are again. Over, it's been over a week. I know. Over a week. I know. But here we are. And here we are. Let's uh, let's get right into it. Fellow time travelers, welcome to the uh, Misho and Trin Happy Hour Motherfucker Podcast. How you doing? <laughs> there there goes any potential sponsors. No, no. We'll probably get more sponsors now. Yeah. Because at least we know who we are, right? Absolutely. Uh, welcome to the fifth dimension or what are we, the input theory? I don't know what the input theory is. too heavy. Third party vibes. Third party vibes. I like that. Third party vibes is great. Yeah. Um, also, with thirty part third party vibes. There's um, there's a podcast called with Tom Bilyeu. You ever hear that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He owns um, Quest Nutrition. Quest Nutrition. Yeah. And he has a podcast called The Impact Theory. Yes, yes. It's not the input theory. No. It's a theory. Yeah. On impact, but it's uh, it's pretty. But it sounds very similar to input theory. Yeah. And I feel like if we call this thing the input theory. It's like it's like oh, does it always have to be so fucking heavy? That's true. Like, let's just talk about whatever. Have you watched uh, some of his podcasts? Yeah, or some of it, it's it's heavy, huh? Yeah, I can't watch it. Yeah, yeah. I can't watch it because it's so serious. It's so planned. He has all these questions. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's all hoo ha. Like it, it's great stuff. It don't works. get me don't get me wrong. Yeah, but that's not my gig. No, no, for sure. You know, Let it's me. it's kind of like uh, I don't know how do you how do you see it? Yeah, look, he has uh, some of the smartest people, and I feel it really impacts. Uh, People that are really looking for a change in their lives. I think uh, that's his target market, and it works. Uh, great guy, I think. And, I think uh, I, I think he's great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I always look at it from the perspective of what I want to do because I'm kind of like in the space now. Yeah. And that's not my vibe. No. I don't like to plan. It's because I'm fucking lazy and he works hard. He's a, he's a hardworking guy. Yeah. I'm a lazy motherfucker. So on that note, what is it that you want to do? What do I want to do? Yeah. I want to make, I want to make, I want to make stuff. I want to make stuff up. I want to talk about society in my art, yeah. in the way that I see it, mm -hmm. um, and do it for the best hourly wage fucking <laughs> possible. Because the whole idea for me about, because we're going to talk about money. That was our only yes. plan. We're going to talk about money today. Sure. I if if I'm going to do this, yeah, I want to do it and make literally the most money per hour doing it possible got it right so i i don't i think i think that's the way to see it because i'm first of all i have to be doing something that i enjoy doing yes. because i'm sure there's there's tons of ways to make money yeah but i just don't enjoy them but if i'm gonna choose to make money doing something that i enjoy i want to figure out and hack the way to do it and by hack i mean like i mean thinking about a business model yeah. That is avant-garde. Yeah. That allows me to be the most efficient with my time, to do the most things that I enjoy doing, to put out as many third party vibes as possible. Yeah. For the most cheese. Yeah. Or else what the fuck? <laughs> what do you want to do? What do I want to do? Um pretty much the same thing, you know, it's just uh build a solid foundation. And I think that's what we're all after, which is pretty much just financial freedom, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess it's 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 it is financial freedom, but it's also it's also building something. Hundred percent. It's about creating something. Yeah. And and you and getting 
the feedback from the market yeah. in terms of dollars that shows that your product um, was made intelligently, mm -hmm. that found a niche that helped people, yeah. that did something that that was just that was just smart. Yeah, because it's it's a it's a game to me. It, it's not just about uh, making the minimum or 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 you know getting by or like just doing what you love. I, I think if you really figure out how to do what you love yeah. and do it smart and you're working with people who are very intelligent, mm -hmm. then like magic things can happen. And uh, right now I'm in the process of building that, building that model. Yeah. Building that model. And as I talk to you now, I, I just see it as, as multiple departments within one mothership. Third party vibes being one of them. For sure. Because yeah. I think we have, a, we have a value here. Yeah. There's a value in this in this podcast, and it's it's about giving, right? Mm -hmm. So I've providing value, providing yeah. value. Like it has to be that it's not it's not just about the money, but it's like how do you provide value, and also, you know, sell stuff that people want to buy, sell stuff that that people first of all can buy, yeah, that you make available to them that perhaps grows in value. Who knows? So there's all we live in a really interesting time. Uh, I, I know, I can feel it. There's, there's something on the horizon that is going to cross into this vicinity yeah. and just make itself very clear. But, uh, but I'm, I'm an artist. I'm a creative guy. Yeah. I'm also a business guy. Mm -hmm. And combining those two is, uh, is the only way I see it happening. For sure. No, that's, that's interesting. I think... Having the biggest impact, no pun intended to Tom, that guy. But yeah, I, I think impact and changing the world is what we're after ultimately with financial reward being kind of the results of the value that we're able to provide. Yeah, I think you nailed that. Because <laughs> that's the result of having a massive impact. Yeah. So I guess the goal is to have a massive impact, is to is to like in my, in my way maybe you know highlighting a part of the world that they don't or like the world in a, in a light that they don't per, perhaps see yeah. or or entertaining them or or telling them my dumb stories or like whatever can add value to the person who is like on this journey yeah you know with the art it's more like okay what are the metaphors what does this really mean mm -hmm. with the podcast it's more like real world practical stuff but literally, it's like every department needs to be giving the right vibes because that's the that's the only way to do it. Yeah. And then, I, even though as much of a legend you are in Excel, you you also understand uh, vibes and doing good, and you also understand that when you get too locked in the Excel, yeah, you shut yourself up off to potential that could happen for sure because you're you're. And it's funny because I'm not the master of Excel, yeah, yeah. but I create things that limit my potential things. Yeah, for sure. Where you don't. Yeah. And that's, I think we're a good team like that. For sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because even, again, there's different ways we can go about it, but even on the Excel, you leave some cells empty and that's kind of the room for magic. My spreadsheets are, they look nice. Yours don't look nice. That's true. But they work. Yes. And they do the real stuff. 
and it and it's kind of ironic like trying to make art out of an excel sheet is probably a battle you're going to lose to begin with i've never won <laughs> so if you look at what the point of an excel sheet is it's really to uh, give you perspective visibility but it's not meant to be sexy um the numbers behind it sure but yeah yeah that's uh so yeah, we're on the we're on the precipice here. We're yeah. on the pre- precipice of something great. And I, like, let's say I make music. Yeah, I'm gonna look at other musicians. I'm gonna look at whatever business model a musician has to see what I can learn from it. To see if it's even worth my time. Yeah, to to go down that kind of road. And that's that should be a necessary part of anything. But I want to look at other industries. And other models. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Um, And that's probably the best advice. If you're listening to this right now, if you're looking to blow up or be number one or just win, take all the great athletes, all the great musicians do this. They get inspired by other industries and other things that they do and they apply that. And so just even today, um, and going back to last week's podcast, got a tiny bit of of, uh, kind of flack or slack because I had said that the Alchemist was number one in Canada. Well, I'm going to double down on that. And I'm actually going to give you the secret sauce is that we look at companies outside of the industry and apply what they do to the beauty industry. And that's how we're able to be number one and continue to be number one and will be number one. Well, you showed me the stats yes. after to the, to the companies that you were compared to. Yeah. And there was no question. Yeah. There was no, the numbers couldn't lie yeah just based on how many people yeah based on reviews based on location based on the finances based on the growth which is should be um kind of the only thing that measures success in business it's either growth and uh, yeah well that's that's how elon took on the car industry yeah is he applied his tech startup mentality Mm -hmm. to the car industry. Mm-hmm. And that's how he was able to, you know, despite everyone laughing at him, he was able to, to push through. And now he's, he's become a, a, a magnate as they kids say, yeah, no kid has ever said that in an industry, because what he did was he didn't hire from within the industry. He, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe he did a little, yeah. But essentially, he came from outside with different ways of doing things. He asks he asked questions that weren't, oh, yeah, but we always did it like that. Yeah. He, he, he didn't take any of that stuff. And that's how he was able to do it, to apply different, just different shit that works in different companies yeah. to, to his new industry that he went to. And so I think in the next 10 years or even kind of sooner, if you have that mentality or that ability or that drive to want to, to do things differently, you'll succeed. Because like you're saying, like we're right on the cusp. Things are about to change once again or shift or pivot. And if you're one of those that can think outside the box and apply some of those things to just your daily lives and then that'll blow up, I think those are the people that are really going to succeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Because those are the ones who have always succeeded. Mm -hmm. Because everything has always been changing. Yeah. Now there's just all kinds of things that are converging. Yeah. But that's what a new species does. That's what a revolutionary new business does. It goes into a space that is not there. Yeah. Yeah. A white space, as you call it. I call it a niche. Yeah. They're the same thing. It's like, okay, this exists. 
maybe a niche uh, white space is better because a niche means that it could already exist. That's true. But a white space is blank slate. Yeah. So that blank slate, you can visualize it, you can see it. And so you, maybe it's it's technology that gives you an advantage. Yeah. Maybe it, it's, it's something that allows you to essentially provide a good or service at a, at a price that people are willing to pay for. Yes. Right? Yeah. And in a way that hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, for the last 10 years or so, in the business that I was in, I was constantly uh, questioning the way the business ran because yeah. I was in charge of manufacturing. And the reason we did a lot of things had only to do with how long we had been doing them. Yeah. No, no real reasons other than that. And slowly but surely, you know, a little logic, a little data, a little trials, things start to move, 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 move. And you, and you can, you start to show yourself that you can, you can have impact and that you can change things. But after a certain point, it's like my time is wasted here. Yeah. Cause most of it is trying to sell people on, 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 logic Mm -hmm. then you know i was able i had the freedom got out of there started my music that was just for fun but then i met some people some label people and the things that they were applying to i guess my business model incurred a lot of costs and didn't give me results that i wanted and at the beginning, I was like, kind of apprehensive. I'm like, well, you know, you know, playlisters and like there are some good playlists, but getting on playlists is not really the way to, it's not the strategy to blow you up. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think. Yeah. Because the, to me, I see a stream when you're on a playlist, like it's like you telling people how many people visit your house. Yeah. When the way that you record that transaction is by the people who drive over the speed bump yeah. in front of your house. 100%. And, but I went along with it. And same with, same with the YouTube views. It's like, oh yeah, we, we put, we put it, the pre-roll ad and if they listen to more than five seconds, it's a, it's a view. I'm like, yeah, but I'm looking to like gain audience. And he's like, no, no, but that's how you build audience. Like you got a market and that makes sense. I yeah. get it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is what everyone was doing. There was nothing interesting, nothing new. Yeah. There was no competitive advantage. And so long story short, other than getting good numbers, it was a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. It was just confirming what the fuck I knew before. For sure. But I guess you got to confirm what you know. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you said, um, just blowing up, right? I think it's, there needs to be a first checkpoint to just validate whether that definition is the same definition as everyone, right? Because some people might sign their soul to the devil to blow up and maybe they're after the the vanity metrics in terms of just number of listens and things like that. Someone else's definition might be just blowing up financially. So I think once you align on that, then you're good. But one thing that's for certain, at least I got to know you, everyone that you look up to that's killing it or blowing up, um, they don't have one thing that they do. So let's say like, I don't know, uh, The Rock, right? He doesn't have one thing that he does. He probably has 25 things that he does. Uh, Kevin Hart. 
I'm not sure if you're a Kevin Hart fan, but essentially like all the ones that are winning do not have one stream of income, especially not the first thing that got them to the table for sure. Exactly. Like the rock and wrestling. Yeah. And it, even, yeah, it, it brought it, it gave him his moment to shine Yeah, and to show the world the value that he had. Yeah. But then he went on to do all kinds of things, whether it's endorsements, whether it's movies, whether yeah. it's, and and even acting for movies, right? I'm sure he gets a huge paycheck, 25 million at a time. And even then he's like, you know what? If I produce a movie, I could probably make any, uh, even more money. I could release tequila and then I can get endorsements from Voss. And then I could start, you know, uh, owning pieces of companies. So then. So that's what it is really. Yeah. And then you start looking at potentially, and I guess that's a discussion we were having before, but you just phrased it in a nice way there. Yeah. Because we were talking about, because we're, we're, I say I keep saying we, yeah, because you are the one who is going to help me pitch to record labels. Because yeah. even though you're not from the music industry, yeah, you are a a sales killer. You are a get a meeting killer. You had you just do it, and so that's why I choose to work with you. Yeah, and we're just I'm I'm discussing potential deals that can come to the table or how artists really make their money in the music industry. Yeah, and the further we look, the harder it seems to to be clear how they generate revenue. Yeah. But if you can look at yourself as a portfolio. Yes. And you look at, let's say getting a record deal. Yes. Where you give away 95% of everything you make. Yeah. As the marketing cost, which you're not even losing on. Yeah. For every other venture that you have, whether it be books, uh, talking tours, uh, live shows, podcast, yeah, all these things that are things that you can generate revenue on. Mm -hmm. Then it's it's a more palatable and more interesting approach, right? Like even like Britney Spears released like her perfumes and, yeah. and her, her clothes, or Jessica Simpson yeah. didn't didn't make that big money with the music, mm -hmm. but her clothing line absolutely destroyed it, and she's a billionaire. Yeah. Um. So that's the way. That's the way to, to look at it, right? Yeah. Is that, is that how you're seeing it? Yeah, now I'm seeing it much clearer. I think the more we do research, and again, feel free to uh, correct us here, but I'm pretty sure, especially with touring out of the way, um, the music industry, it's, it's going to be at least not going to be your number one source of income. So the goal to be there is, is going to be, is music your wrestling? So to say, or is music you're acting? So to say, to get you that audience, so that when you're ready to release a product, at least you'll have someone that's going to want um, to buy it. Yeah, exactly. So, are you willing to do a deal for a year or two years where you make no money, but you'll have five million fans? I think that would be worth it because then you could start working on comic books, you can start working on uh, clothing lines, you could start working on anything you want. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the way. I see it rather than starting everything from the bottom up, yeah. which like can start a clothing line, mm -hmm. right? Some weird time travel clothes yeah. and start marketing it and start selling it. Yeah. And who knows what it could do. But we'll see what the marketing department does. Because if, if the music is really the marketing department, because that's what music does. We've yeah. said this before. Music is meant to sell something else. Mm -hmm. Whether it's concert tickets or old school CDs or streams or nfts there it's made to sell something else yeah it's like you give that away people listen to it on the radio for free yeah no one's paying for the fucking radio yeah but it's, it's very interesting to think about and 
like when I went downstairs to the bathroom, I, I Googled uh, Haim Saban uh, net worth. Yes. Because we were looking at Drake. Yeah. We were looking at Post Malone. We were looking at Billie Eilish. And I think Drake, I mean, Post Malone and Billie Eilish came around 25 million. But who knows how accurate this is, their net worth. Like, But yeah. it, it's just for relative. Then uh, Drake, 180. Yeah. We know he's involved in all kinds of things. Post Malone is starting his alcohol brand. Mm -hmm. Right? Or he did. Haim Saban is worth $3 billion. That's the fuck. And if you're asking who Haim Saban, Haim Saban is, yeah, yeah. he brought, he invented the Power Rangers. Yeah. He brought Power Rangers to North America. Yeah. Because, like, you see that that's, that's the difference. The difference is he created something new with his imagination. Yeah. Where, let's say the, the root of, let's say, artistic fame, record deal, uh, tons of fans, all that stuff. And then you, and then you sell your vodka or you sell your clothing line or you sell whatever that to me is, is one plus one equals two. Okay. To me, there's, there's nothing groundbreaking here. Yeah. Right. There's no, there's no mystery. It's like, uh, you're an alcohol company. So you partner up with George Clooney and you say, here's your tequila. Yeah. To me, it's 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 standard stuff. To me, this is not impressive. This okay. is like if you have that many fans, you're gonna get that. Interesting. Like you can, to, like it's it's not uh, invention. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not fucking Tesla. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But you look at Haim Saban, and what is this motherfucker's idea? He said, "Well, there's this Japanese show. It's been running since the '70s. Yeah. And there's all these action sequences that are like 60 percent of the show. If I buy the rights to that, yeah. and film." the out-of-costume scenes, we can have the cheapest show possible with the highest impact, not shoot any, absolutely any uh, action sequences. Yeah. We just use the stuff we license. Yeah. We get a cheap cast of nobodies, and boom, I'm telling you, we're going to have a hit. And that fucker, that show blew up. Did he, he tried to pitch it for 10 years. Yeah. But you see how like there was a, an inventiveness, a creativity that he saw an opportunity that was a fucking white space yeah, yeah and he's part of the toys he's part of everything that's what really attracts me is is fucking pulling moves that didn't exist yet okay so just take that excites me i don't know if you can tell uh yeah for sure so then the crossroads that you're at and the answer or the question that we need to to find the answer to is um can you achieve that with your music can I achieve that with my music? Yeah. Or within the music industry? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. But I want to figure out a way to... Essentially what I'm saying is I want to tr figure out how to achieve something that no one's yet achieved. Yes. And uh, yes, I can. Okay. I have no idea how. <laughs> that's, that's, that's usually a good way to start. Because that's the only way that I think. I... I naturally think in a way that most people won't think. Yeah. So I'm already a step ahead. Mm -hmm. And it's not that hard, honestly. You know why? Because most people think the same. That's true. They operate on, well, if it worked like that, then that's the way to do it. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. But I have, a, I have a fucking hard head that, I don't know, it's like my algorithm. I just, I just see the opposite of what everyone sees. Even mm -hmm. if someone like debates something with me that I agree with, I'm, I'm going to find the other side. <laughs> just because that's how... I do it. And I had a small success with that. Yeah. Let's say my, my 10K followers on Instagram. Yeah. 95% of them yeah. came from when I 
pulled a Haim Saban move. Okay. I come around back to you. Yes. I took old movies. Yeah. I put my mouth on it. And and the video every time I put that video out, it gets the most views, the most everything, because it's showing people movies. Because the premise of the music video was I took scenes from movies that I love, Back to the Future, Hook, yeah. Batman, all that stuff, and I put my mouth on it to sing the lyrics of my song. So I give the people something familiar, but then they heard my song and ended up liking my song. And I, I have, it's my most streamed song. And it came from, from that hack. Um, I, I, I used clips under 10 seconds and the fact that I changed the music and changed the mouth means I could use those clips. Yeah, yeah. There was no problem. So that was a small inventiveness that worked for me. I did it a couple of times later didn't market it too hard, but they always did well. But I stopped doing it because like, no, no, I want to, that's cheating almost. But how fucking stupid is that? Yeah. Right? That like, if I'm getting the most streams, the most fans for the least price, mm -hmm. because I did something creative, that's what I got to do. Right? That's like what PR stunts are. That's what, that's what that is. Yeah. But on a bigger scale, I want to figure out how that is. I want to figure that out. Because this is this is kind of just a ripoff of Power Rangers. I just repurposed stuff and it worked. Yeah. But how do I how do I do it again? That that will develop. I will keep chiseling at that. Yeah. But that's that's to me that's the only re, that's the only way I should even consider staying in music. Like cuz if I want to if I want to do it, I want to do it huge. If not, it's not worth it. Yeah, I agree. Only 1% make it anyway. So if I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm going to come with the best fucking, the best I got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Or do you see a flaw in that thinking? Kind of, tiny bit, but it's fine. Usually I, I let you talk just so you can get at all of it. I think uh, you should just stay the course for now. It's too early to tell. Um, I think you should stay the course. And it really hit me the other day because we're starting to prep our kits and whatnot and you sent the link. And I believe everything especially in the music industry, right? So let's say I use Kurt Cobain as an example, Nirvana. Is it really new or is it like Beatles, I don't know, 4.0, right? And at the right time, that was, I, I think it struck at the right time, it struck the right chord and everything blew up from there. I think especially with your type of music where the time is now, there's a huge, maybe not a white space, but there is a void that could be considered a white space. And when we were prepping our kid and I was listening to the song, I was like, wow, this is absolutely nine bangers and there's nothing like that on the radio today, on YouTube. Again, that's, a, I guess, a bold statement. But from what I've seen and what I've heard, there's nothing like that. And I look at it every morning on Spotify. I legit try to go find new music and I just go back to my old classic, classics that I've listened to. So all the bands that we loved um, blew up at the right time. Yes. And I think for Misho, the music side of the business, the time is now. And there's a void in the industry from my perspective. So I think the goal for the music should Well, just, thank you, sir. So the goal for the music, instead of worrying about monetizing and whatnot, which is fine, that's part of the business, it should just be like, there's a void. And I, it's such great nine positive bangers and anthems out there that should be heard that kids can listen to especially during these times. I think 
that should be not only the pitch. I think that's the reality as well. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But every every great artist had a great uh, agent, right? That's true. Or a great Asian. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, I I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. I definitely see what you're saying, and I always have huge. So maybe maybe my my move though is is what I do with it, like. Haim Saban repurposed stuff. Maybe he's not the first to ever do that. Yeah, He just did it in a way that was the right place, right time. Mm-hmm. And it's what he did with it after that took it to, you know, like he sold it to Disney or Fox or something. Yeah, yeah. They tanked Fox. it. Fox, yeah, I think so. And he bought it for less than they bought it from him. And then he rebuilt it again or something like that. Yeah. Because he knew what to do. And that's what, that's, what all, that's what all this is. This is the fucking Trojan horse. Yeah. But, uh, but I guess... I just think about this stuff when we're right on the cusp. Yeah. And I overthink it because that's what I do. It's the nature of what, what does I, this guy look like? Haim Saban? How do you even spell this guy? H A I M. H A I M, yeah. Yeah. Space. I got Saban. It. And he has like the thickest fucking hairdo ever. Okay. And he was a musician. Interesting. He made music for TV shows before, I think in Israel or something. He looks like a Regis Philbin. Yeah, he looks like an Israeli Regis Philbin. Yeah. Except like way more of a coxman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Regis Philbin was like, Philbin was, uh, he was like, he's like a safe looking guy. Yeah. Like, uh, you know what I mean? He looks like, like a sweet guy. This guy looks like, uh, looks like he did well with the ladies. Yeah. So now you can see Haim Saban. Yeah. But it's about inventiveness. And maybe the music is innately inventive. 100%. And then everything else will come life i uh look i guess i'm just impatient let's fucking do it seems like a great guy i see you more as a tom DeLong. as a tom DeLong. yeah oh yeah yeah but my fascination with him is not not only his like financial stuff that he did yeah it's his strategy yeah and his and the art the artistry i guess you could say a power ranger is not artistic but i just love the idea of building things that people want to see on a daily basis, like on a weekly basis, like that excitement that I, when I came home from school to watch Power Rangers, yeah. that's what I want to deliver. Yeah. That's what fucking juices me mm-hmm. is making people excited about that and building something that's beyond me. I guess maybe there's no escaping that, that my, my core value or my core, what do you call it? Core competency has been my personality. Yeah. So I don't know if it's that or my, who the fuck knows? But we'll see. We'll see. We're going to knock on 50 fucking doors. Yeah. And we're going to see what they got. Yeah. But it'll definitely be a cool learning experience. The month of April should be fun. Yeah. No, it's going to be cool. And you're savage. Yeah. It's cool. You're fucking savage. We're almost there. I know. We're right at the, we're right at the cusp. Yeah. We're right at the cusp. And then there's a... I, I, was, I saw this thing on TikTok where a guy was talking about um, is he too old? Like one of the the things that he thinks about all the time is like, am I just too old? Am I too old to to pursue this dream? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And it's definitely something I thought about. Yeah. Like, am I am I too old now? Am I too bald? Yeah. You know. Those TikTokers. What? Those TikTokers. Oh yeah. Am yeah. I? Am I? Am I? Uh, am I? I don't know. Am I whatever? So that's that's definitely a, a small. It's definitely a small piece of it, but all this post more. 
I'm like 10 years younger than me. He looks fucking 10 years older than you. Yeah, I guess. I guess. No, no. No, no, but I I want to bring up the the point that he made. Yeah. He said you don't really see artists break past a certain age because they give up by then. They usually give up by then. That's true. Right? And yeah. and people have responsibilities, they have families. Yeah. They got shit to pay for. So they got to go fucking, you know. Okay. None of those 3 that you have to worry about for now. So Oh, yeah, I have none of them. <laughs> so it doesn't apply to you. Yeah. By definition. Yeah. I have no <laughs> real financial worries. Yeah. I got no kids. Yeah. I got, what was the other one? It was a uh, family and kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. No, I don't have any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any of that shit. And I thought of that, that before. And essentially, it doesn't matter. As long as you're delivering some kind of value, people are into it. And it's shown through all of my music. All my fans are like 17, 16. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And, uh, and you always want to stick out. If I'm the old bald guy, yeah. I stick out innately. That's true. You know, when 10 years ago, I was, too, I was too handsome. My hair was too nice. I looked like all the boy bands yeah. or the, the pop punk bands, you know, like those uh, all-time low. And yeah, yeah. Who else had the fucking haircut? Panic. Panic at the disco. I had to wait until my male pattern baldness kicked in. And now I'm ready to be a niche. Yeah. But I've got the outfit now. I've got the banger songs. I've got a fucking agent. And uh, it, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited just to talk to people because fuck that excites me. Yeah, it's cool. I like to talk to strangers. It's funny on the, are you too old? Or I, I was listening to Gary Vee today and he, when he first started blowing up, he was 34. So really? Yeah. He's like, I had nothing really in my bank account. I had just built, spent 10 years building a business for his dad, which, which was the wine company. And he got zero, not zero dollars out of it, but he got zero equity out of it. And he's like, okay, 34, starting my media agency now. And then, yeah. Very cool. So plenty of time. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not actually, like, I think about that more, like, for the music thing. Yeah, yeah. But then I hear stories about, like, uh, James Hetfield. Yeah. And he's on tour and he's in Croatia or something. They're playing in front of 100,000 people. Mm -hmm. And he looks in the first 10 rows and it's only 15-year-olds. And he's like, how the fuck do these people know who we are? Good music is good music. 100%. Legit vibes are legit vibes. And no matter what, it, it's almost like age, and this is, this is, this is going to be groundbreaking, fellow yeah. time travelers. Age is not the thing that makes your music... Um, discoverable like unless you're a pop star if you're justin bieber yeah. justin bieber came out at 42 yeah it's it's not the right fit sure. but, but i'm not i'm not like your traditional teeny bopper yeah like i'm not a teeny bopper i'm not a boy band guy i mm -hmm. get that mm -hmm. i get that thing but the kind of music that i make the kind of music metallica make it suits an algorithm a personality type that every generation has every generation has the Nirvana fans. Every generation has the, uh, I don't know, the people who love the 70s fans. Like everyone, every, every generation has an alternative thing in it. Yeah. And whoever's making that music is who they flock to. Yeah. So like there's 15 year old kids who just discovered the Smashing Pumpkins and can't get enough. Yeah. Because that frequency that came out of the pumpkins is currently being felt mm -hmm. and lived by that kid.
who's listening to it. So no pop act or K-pop act or Justin Bieber is going to speak to that, right? Which is which is very cool because it's that's not about an age thing anymore. It's about how honest is your music. Yeah. They're, and how, they're, and how can people relate to it? And how can people relate to it? Like I listened to the new Justin Bieber album. It's fucking good. It's fucking great. It's probably his best one out there. That new song is fire. Yeah. It makes me very happy. Honestly, it's uh, it's very cool. His live performances are cool. Um, that's why we listen to the Beatles. I mean, how past their prime were there when we started listening to the Beatles? It's fucking timeless. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's uh, and yeah, the mu- and the music he's making now is mature music. Yeah. It's not. It's not that like if he released this now at any time, it would be good music. Absolutely. And I'm not. I'm not even saying that his old music was not good. Yeah. But the whole branding, the whole image needed him to be young. Yeah. And essentially he was just being him. He just happened to be young. Yeah. But he had the fire. He had the power. He always had it. That's how he was discovered. Absolutely. That's how he was discovered. So yeah, the ages is not a thing. When it comes to like, let's say writing books or making comic books or writing scripts or doing any of that stuff, age literally doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but that's 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 an element of it that, on in all honesty, always has a small piece of real estate. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes fucking sense. But there's also, uh, I, I don't know if it's my imagination, but I can argue. Like I can I can create a, a point to to deliver whatever uh, I want, like to to reason or rationalize whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. So I always have that on my side. Yeah. So, so that's because, but you see it from a different perspective. Yes. Cause you, you see it totally different cause I'm in it. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm too close. Yeah. I'm too close, but that's the nature of it. Yeah. There, it's almost impossible to not see it too close. Mm-hmm. Cause I write these songs and honestly, when I'm done the song, I don't listen to it anymore. I listen to it again when it goes to mix. Yeah. And then I, I just put it in the bag and I'm like, okay, time to record another one. That's the extent of the relationship I have with my music. Yeah. And then when I listen to it, like I actually listen to the tracks on the new playlist. Yeah. The new secret SoundCloud playlist. That's very good. I was like, fuck, yeah. Oh, this is good. But I guess when you're the creator, you can't see it because it's just like, it's a volume game. You're just pumping them. Yeah. But that's why I need to partner with a good, uh, a good guy like you who can rein it in and see that there's value there because you innately see more value in it than I do. Because it's just normal for me. Yeah. But then you hear it and you listen to it and you're like, yeah, I think this is uh, it's pretty sick. Because I'm, I'm thinking about all these alternative ways and all these things to do it when you're just like, no, it's fucking good. Let's just go. So that's cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It's a great tune. Which one? Um, all of them. Yeah. Um, I was surprised... Uh, Okay, spoiler alert, uh, Coffee on the Moon. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a great one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Especially that I had not heard the... The mixed version. Yeah. So it hit different? It hit See different. See how it, it, like it does it 3D? Yeah. Like it's, a th- it, it's, it's fucking big. Yeah, it hit different. It hit different. That's the opener. How about uh, track listing? How are you feeling about it? Solid. Yeah? Yeah. I Fair. noticed that song two is skipped by everyone who listened to it. Really? It has 80%... Less listens than which song one, was, one and which three. Which one was song two again? It's a vibe. Okay, interesting. Hey, data. 
Your vibration? Yeah. Your coffee on the moon? Yeah. Your vibration has the highest view count. Well, that was probably me putting it on fucking repeat. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I sent it to four people. Okay. And so your vibration is number one? Yeah. So fucking vibe. It's the, cra- it's the catchiest one. You think so, huh? Yeah. That's so cool. And it doesn't even have a soaring chorus. It just has a repetitive line at the end of every 10 seconds, you hear the same line. Yeah. I fucking love it. All right. So let's not just talk about, uh, about me. It's an exciting time. It is an exciting time. In like six, seven podcasts, there's definitely going to be more progress. In you. Yeah. And I guess the fellow time travelers who are yeah. listening to this are coming along for the ride. Here's a, let's say it changes perspective. Okay. The goal should be to get this. First of all, even four weeks ago or two weeks ago, we did not, it was in actually an album, right? We didn't know whether we wanted to make it an album or not. So already the product has morphed since two to four weeks, correct? You are correct. And so individual songs would not have hit as the same way that um, the way that we're going to release this product is going is, is to hit and touch people, right? Enema of the State is Enema of the State because it's just hit after hit after hit after hit. Um, so I think the impact of like, it's all starting to tie in together like this with the album. The album title. The album title with the suit, with the armband, with the community that you're building. It all makes sense now. It's, it's starting to make a lot more sense than it did four weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. So the goal should just be... Especially with that three-pager. Yeah. Like it just felt like it felt like a thing. And every day it gets better and better. So the ultimate goal should just be, and we'll write it, we'll paint it somewhere, should just be this or the album should be in the hands of as many people as possible. Okay. Yes. Well, that that was the yes. That was the recipe yeah. of the way I wrote the songs. Mm-hmm. Every single word was meant to be digested to have a positive impact, yes. whether the listener knows it or not. Yeah. So that should be the goal. And if we do get signed by a label, the only thing should just be to accelerate that. That is it. But the end goal remains the same. Yeah, because it's almost like we're 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 putting something in the water. Yeah. So the goal is like in Batman Begins, uh, the bad guy. Yes. To get it into. Yes. Was that number two, Penguin? No, no. Oh, Batman the, Begins. Yes, man. yes, 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 yes. Come yes. on, bro. Yeah, Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Racial Ghul. Race. <laughs> but Crane. That's what he was doing. Yes, yes. That's what he was doing. Yeah. That's that's very good. That's very good. So, yeah, because there is a theory, right? Once we get this into as many hands as possible, it's going to hit a certain level of frequency, right? I guess I forgot what the strategy was because that's my Haim Saban. There you go. Because, ladies and gentlemen, fellow time travelers, this input theory is the first album ever with the input theory taken into into in in mind. Yes. So every song has an algorithm within it. Packed with vibes, real vibes, legit vibes that are are meant to make you feel really good. They will have a chemical reaction in your body that will fucking pump you up mm-hmm. and shift the consciousness of the planet. Yes. Into a new timeline. So I guess then 
we are on the right journey. We are on the right journey. We are on the right path. Thank you for reminding me. Hey. Because you know why I think of a lot of ideas and I forget why I was doing them. No, this album hits differently. Um, there's a lot of memories to be made this summer. A lot of things are going to happen for everyone. And if they can tie a song or one of the songs, if not the entire fucking album, to a memory that they're going to create, then it's just going to have an exponential effect. Yeah, so the goal really is to blast this. Yeah. Who gives a fuck what it costs? It's going to, that's, yeah, I mean, and I was going to bring this up, but I, I typically how it's worked for you if you look at data, that's typically how you've gone, uh, you know, your your money is that it. you do the right things and things will come. Yeah. And not at an hourly wage. Uh not at an you know yeah. hourly wage. I so. always get a nice surprise out of nowhere with yeah. a seed I planted a long time ago that yes. blossomed without me remembering. Yeah. And then it just fucking lands on me. It doesn't work for everyone, but the data shows that it's been working for you. So. Everyone has a different algorithm. Yes. Mine just seems to work like that. Don't tell uh Al McGinnis to do backhands, right? You tell him to rip, slap shot or God, or rip that slapper. Yeah, slap shot regatta. Yes, you're very wise men, Al Lockers. Hey, you know what? That's, do we uh, know each other outside this thing? Probably. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think it's undeniable at this point. Yeah. Do you think that's the case with our whole crew? Well, yeah. our very small crew. Hundred percent. Because it's no different than what uh, your brother is doing. So, but you got to believe. And I want to believe. I want to believe. Number is, four? Uh, I think it's six. Six? Should it be sooner or what? I, I, I don't think it was that late. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is the standout track? Your Vibration. Really? And it, ladies and gentlemen uh, of, the, of the Federation? Yeah. Your Vibration uh, has a cool riff. Started off weird. But it, it doesn't have a soaring chorus. I think it's the only one in the whole album. That doesn't doesn't have like a oh yeah, yeah. like a, a an anthem chorus. It's like a beach song. It's like a vibe song. Yeah, it's kind of like "Come Around Back to You," which the data shows that it's been your number one song. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, "Come Around Back to You" is by far the number one song, yeah. written in the same way with the same people. Wow, the Lost Boys, amazing. "Come Around Back to You." Yeah. It's crazy to see the data. How many people listen to it? And then that conversion to unique listeners and conversion to the saves. It was it was insane. Yeah, I've never looked at these metrics, but in two minutes of looking at it, yeah. Trin was like, uh, yeah, this song, what did you do? How did you do it? How did you market it? Because the the conversions are obscene for such a high volume. Well, high volume. It's not a billion spins, but it's good stuff. I'm excited. There's something there. So Oh, there definitely is. Yeah. There definitely is. But the new album? What yeah. That new one that I played you last week. Yeah. I just played you the... It was good. No, I uh, um, I liked it. I just questioned whether it belongs on the album or not. I feel you. Yeah. It's... um. No, it's, it's a great song. It's kind of like uh, the tail end of Tuesday Night, which was like Space Cowboy, I think. The tail... It's kind of like Tuesday Night? In terms of so, like on the EP, you had Space Cowboy, which was kind of like the transition to yeah everything. Else. Right now, that's what we have is Mars Goodbye. Yes, because the future might be a little more digital. So that's what I feel. That's why I put that one at the end. Yeah, where the rest of the album is way more organic sounding. Yeah, other than Photon Love, Does Photon Love belong there. 
Uh, yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah, you gotta have one. It's it's uh, yeah. What do you mean? I gotta have one. One like that. That's not. Uh, no, I, I definitely think Photon Low belongs there. Okay. I need ten tracks though. Okay. Are there any of the B sides that you think fit or not yet? Unless you put Microchip as that tenth track. I don't think it would be a ten. Well, like number ten on the thing. No, not number ten, but so that it evens out. So then, if you put microchip in there, you have ten tracks, correct? Yeah, yeah, I know. But does microchip deserve it? Look at this. We're talking about stuff about a, an album that hasn't come out. Yeah. Well, literally, it's just for us. But hey, you guys are third party vibing. But uh, who knows? Who knows? We could uh, we could write because what? There's like nuts, but that's too angry. It's cool. Yeah. But it's not in the same caliber. No. Or it's not on the same vibe. Because maybe like they're all good caliber, but the vibe has to be a certain mm-hmm. has to be a certain thing. Unless Dre said, just throw cool on it. But then it's like No. Come Wait, on. Cool is on Tuesday night, no? Yeah. Okay. But you, technically an EP is like a short album. Oh, okay, okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. But cool sonically fits. Yeah. But I don't think so. I think that's cheating. You got to give something fresh, even though the people, most people who will hear the new album have never heard it before, never heard anything before. No, cool doesn't belong there. Sorry, Dre. <laughs> well, he he didn't say put it on the album. He said put it in the. Uh, oh, in the trailer. Oh yeah. Okay, got it. in the trailer. No, I think the, I, I honestly I think usually an album if you have three fucking number one hits or like potential number one hits, you're good. I'd say we at least have at least six. Yeah. Okay, let's call it now. Which ones are which? Which ones are fucking hits? Honestly, if your vibration takes us to the next level, I think that's that's a good start. But they're they're all fucking good. So your vibration, yeah, magic, yeah, come Ma- on, yeah, magic is great. Your vibration, magic. Um, oh, even though people haven't listened to it as much, I yeah. think it's a vibe still will be at the end of the day. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, because it's got it's like a bubble gum. What else is there? What the fuck else are the songs? Uh, Coffee in the Moon is not a single. No, I feel it's an album. It's starter. like Dumpweed wasn't a single. Yeah. No? yeah. Um. Oh, uh, I want to believe. Yeah, I want to believe. I want to believe. Yeah. How about Down for You? Yeah, absolutely. You think that's a single? Because it starts off like to me. I don't know if it's gonna be a single, but it's definitely gonna be a crowd favorite. When that was played live, yeah, there was nothing like it, right? Absolutely. You saw that. You saw my wonderful band. You saw us live at Gold Diggers, L.A. And when you saw you and Brady were talking, absolutely. When that song got played, yeah. And in rehearsal, I blasted my vocals. Think about how much has changed since that time. Uh, that's what fascinates me. Beyond everything that we're doing now, like that's, yeah. It's funny you say that because I have so much perspective on obviously everyone else and everything else. Yeah. But I never take time to appreciate the evolution within because I'm I'm staring at it, right? So if you're staring at the tree, yeah, it grows fucking slow. Mm-hmm. But if you come back in two years, the tree looks totally different. It was only like a year ago, no? A year and a half ago. November 2019. Yeah. November 2019 was that show. A year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. Yeah. Crazy. And then what's changed then? The name changed? 
The world shut down. The look changed. Yeah. The world closed. Brady and Pelican. Brady and Pelican went to the fifth dimension. Rest in peace, those fucking beauties. Yeah. Um, I no longer work where I used to work. It's yeah, you changed your job. Yeah. My brother's in Miami <laughs> for the last five months, yeah. four months, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Axelrod. Juliet. Yes. Lots has changed. Yeah. Lots has changed. But one thing has remained. I can't stop making fucking bangers. That's it. <laughs> and the tra on our last talk, was the trailer done? Um, we said we would show it in two weeks from now. So We would show it? Or like play it in two weeks from now. Because yeah, you, you had hyped it up last week. Okay. Well, are we going to play it? Play the audio or what? Yeah, just the audio. Oh, to give a tease. Yes. Uh, do you have it? Because I don't have my phone. Uh, I think I do, yeah. Okay, let's see if I can plug you in somehow. All right, fellow time travelers, give us a sec. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> do you want to? I don't. I might have to Bluetooth it. Yeah. So what do we do? Go get my phone? Or we play it next week. Or we play Ooh, oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Locky yeah, I like. Yeah. That's the boo, fuck you. you yeah, are we, the we'll play it next week. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. Did I play you John's version? Yes. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. He's got a great voice. Absolutely. You should do a, yeah, a version where you actually dub his voice. Sounds great, honestly. Yeah. Well, I could just use it. Yeah. I could just redo it and put the... I could put his voice on it with the same effects. Sounds great. Introducing the brand new album by Misho mm -hmm. with 10 absolute bangers. Yes, I'm pumped. All right, Lockie, we wrap it up? Yeah, absolutely. That was good. That was kind of like a therapy session. You got me back in line. Hey, everybody needs... That's the beauty of the airwaves. Speaking of... What about? New album coming out. Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. When? I don't know. Soon. I, th I saw them shooting shit and that's it. I like that. And one more thing, because it's always in anticipation. Everything's always in anticipation that you start to question things. Yeah. I just know based on my track record. Yeah. That I have always made the best of every situation. Okay. I've always been able to get the best yeah. out of the people that I work with. Yeah. Always. That's how I'm able to dig those sounds out, whether I'm writing a song with someone or yeah. writing a script with someone or whatever. So that's why, and I've always told you that collaboration is is my favorite thing. Yeah. Because that's when things really happen. Yeah. So I look forward to these 50 meetings that we're going to have. Yes. Or whatever comes of those 50 meetings. Absolutely. <laughs> because it'll be, uh, it'll be fucking hype. And I agree. All right, so we'll keep you we'll keep you posted, fellow time travelers. It's gonna be exciting. We're gonna be back next week, or maybe this week, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. yeah, Sunday it was wait. Easter. That's not why we didn't do it. That's true. We didn't do it because we were talking shop. Absolutely. Yeah, we went into. What the, oh yeah, we, we were spent like four hours. Yeah. Yeah, we spent. We were gonna do the podcast, but then we ended up spending four hours uh, on Easter Sunday doing um, doing the 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 pitch right. Getting yeah. the pitch together, getting the assets together. Yeah. What the fuck else did we do? We were just... We were planning on how to get the new album into as many hands as possible when it launches. 
that summer of 2021. Summer 2021, fellow time travelers, we're going to fucking rip it. Yeah. This is great. This is great stuff. And I guess uh, on the way out, fellow time travelers, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to hit spaced out instrumental and you'll just hear the beginning. Is that cool? Well, it's been a slice. We'll see you next week. This was third party vibes with me and my attorney, <laughs> Al Lockerson. Here we go.